From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Join us as Kirsten Jersik reflects on advice and learning for beginning women farmers and the importance of planning and identifying your priorities. Hear her advice on harvesting a farming education amidst today's abundance of resources, including how to find a mentor. Bratsett Family Farm is in Jefferson, Wisconsin. It's an intensive rotational grazing operation and home to a grass-fed beef herd. After a career as a hydrologist, Kirsten returned to her family farm to combine her passion for the environment, healthy food, and integrating her children and family into the business. Kirsten also works as a grazing educator and planner, teaching other farmers to become better grazers through proper management of their soils, forage, and livestock. We are back with Kirsten Jersik at Bratsett Farm here in beautiful southern Wisconsin. And for our last podcast with you, Kirsten, we'd love to Dial a little bit deeper into your advice and reflections for beginning farmers, particularly women who hear your story and hear you describe what you've created here with your family and your kids and everything uh, on how to do it. Do you know what I mean? For, for Particularly for uh, folks starting off. Yeah. So I, I feel like planning is really important through a lot of different aspects of our life. I mean, I've... Um, we start planning with our kids when they're in eighth grade. Like, what route are we going to take in high school, you know? And then in high school, we start talking about what are we going to do with our lives and what classes are we going to take in college? And so no different than an education. Um, a farm, one, requires education. Um, and it requires planning if we're going to be successful. So um, – Advice I give people is before you even decide to become a, before you even buy your first property, start going to conferences. Um, Moses has a wonderful conference every year in the end of February. They also host a lot of field days on their web pages. They promote other people's field days. So starting to go to field days, talking to people in the region that you plan to farm in. So if you are living here in Southeast Wisconsin, I wouldn't be going to a whole lot of events in South Carolina. So I'd be working with farmers in the same climate zone I'm in. That's obviously very important. And there are so many opportunities there. You're right, with Moses Field Days and our In Her Boots Women Farmer Workshops, which you've hosted out here. There's so much. Wisconsin Farmers Union. Totally. Um, And has a lot of other people who have really similar. So finding some people that have a similar interest that you do um, and potentially lifestyle that you do to really – Start learning from them um, to find a mentor. We started going to the organic farming conference long before I moved to the farm. I started going to the organic farm, uh, and, yeah, it, and it helped sense. me a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It uh, you know it's it's a, an interesting too and rare perhaps when you look at our organic farming community and especially amongst women farmers of how 
transparent we are. You know, you go to other businesses, it doesn't make sense, right? Why would you tell people exactly how you do something? So it could be your it's competition. <laughs> yeah, it's all these other things, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's not, right? Right. I mean, it's, and it's, it's not. definitely and the finding, water rises, all the boats rise. Yeah. And finding different people to work with, you know. So I'm working with a woman right now that um, she's a beginning farmer and she has little kids and she wants to become a grazer in time. But right now, chickens are working really well for her family. And I looked at our summer schedule and I thought, I don't know when we're going to have time to do meat birds. So we can barter or we can, I can tell my clients, hey, why don't you get your birds from her this summer? And, you know, so we can work back and forth. So finding people like that is really important. So finding somebody that can help mentor you. Um, Moses has a great mentoring program. If you want to get into grazing, um, Grassworks is Wisconsin's statewide grazing organization. They have a wonderful grazing conference every year in February in Wisconsin. So going to conferences. Um, and and then- to you more about mentors, I mean, sometimes there are more formal mentoring programs like the one with Moses where you apply and it's structured and those can work out really great in that there is some uh, format for it, but it's also the informal mentoring and networking and asking questions. Yep. Going to field days and asking questions and seeing what other people are doing. And yeah, I've never heard a person at a field day like look at someone and say they weren't happy to help them. Yeah, <laughs> or answer no, their question. What's the fact that somebody's hosting a field day? And what I love about field day formats too is in general, they are pretty informal in that uh, you see a slice of somebody's life that day. And uh, yeah, it, and, and, and two, field days really respect farmers' time because it's one thing to ask questions. It's another thing to ask them appropriately, right? Yeah, or, you know, or, or like respect your mentor, right? So yeah. yeah, if your mentor, so I've had a lot of people say, hey, I'd love to, I really want to come see your farm, Kirsten. And I say, great, I'm having a field day on whatever date. And then they're like, oh, that probably isn't going to work with me. Could I come the day before? And I think, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's a really important it point. And it's not, it's not some exact exchange or there's some rules behind it but it's that mutual respect of time yeah. or i i was laughing because i was thinking okay so i'm here today and you had emailed me earlier about hey you know i'd love to bounce some marketing ideas with you lisa about whatever you were talking about expanding into chicago or something you're like yeah stay for lunch i'll make you lunch i'm like oh yeah <laughs> but but that's important you know a it's mutual it's, respect for the people yeah, yeah. It, 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 and it, it most people do it naturally but it's that stop by and talk to you on your farm idea that particularly if you're a beginning farmer, you need to wipe out or understand that it's not that simple. And I, uh, uh, frankly, for what it's worth with us and the bed and breakfast, it does help deflect that because if somebody wants to come and talk about something or stop by or see our straw bale greenhouse or whatever, great. Come as be and be guest. Do you right. know then? Yeah. Then right. it's a it's an exchange. It's an and I'm exchange. happy to spend time yep. with you. But <laughs> it's the same amount of work for me to get ready and presentable, whether it's you coming as a B and B guest or you just stopping by and it eats time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We are actually considering adding uh, agritourism, come farm with us for the day. Um, because people do frequently say, hey, Kirsten, can I come help you for the day? And they don't realize that really they're just coming. To, they mean to be very helpful, but they don't know what I'm doing so that they really aren't that helpful. So so opportunities where you can work at another farm. So if you're going to be a CSA, an opportunity to join a CSA and then do a worker share at a CSA prior to starting your own CSA. Um, it is really super important. I mean, one, just to make sure at the end of the season you like that. Um, so, 
internships um, with other farms are wonderful ways to get great experience. Um, but just having that on-farm experience is pretty important. Yeah. And then even prior to buying a farm, we hire consultants as accountants. We hire attorneys. We hire all kinds of people to help us in the world. But we don't always think about hiring somebody to help us plan our farm. And I feel like as a grazing planner, that is really important. So I've seen a lot of people really go to a lot of field days and find the perfect farm that's worked well for them. And I've seen people that just sort of jump right into it. And they bought a farm that, quite frankly, it was probably inexpensive for a really good reason. <laughs> and it's yeah. not going to work well for them. And it didn't work well for the beginning farmer prior to them, you know. And so um, really understanding what your needs are, what your what your needs are for your project. If you're going to be a grazer, yeah, you need some good fertile soils if you want to grow a lot of pasture. Um so no, so understanding those needs is is really important before you get going, and then getting started starting slowly. So I was a mentor with when Harriet ran the Moses mentoring program, mm. and at the end of our mentoring ship, she said, "Okay, now for all of you beginning farmers who called me up, it was hilarious and said, I want a mentor who has a CSA and who has a silviculture planting and that grazes beef, chicken, and pigs and that direct markets and has a B and B." And the reason I didn't introduce you to that person, that successful person, is because they don't exist (laughs) so we can only there's only so many hours in our days we're moms we're farmers we're starting a new adventure chapter in life and there are still only so many as exciting as it is there's still so many hours to get our work done and once we're totally exhausted and tired we're not good moms anymore we're not good farmers anymore so kind of knowing your limits and starting slowly is really important because that's what's going to give you financial success as well as doing something really well and making it work for you yeah, and things change and evolve. They do along the way too. Yeah, and that's fine. And adding things as we go is fine. But kind of like we said before, we probably wouldn't bring um, ask our husband to bring us home a puppy when we the day we come home with our baby. You know, <laughs> so adding well, too many things is just too much sometimes. And there's been things you've done like the farmers markets, right? That didn't fit yeah, your yeah. vision. I mean, personally, right? Yeah. So. Um, so kind of ha- making sure your whole family, to me, is is keen with things before you start them. So my husband has a day job and works off the farm. And when we started, decided that we're expanding our herd and we needed more customers and we were going to add the farmer's market, at the end of the farmer's market season, it was like, wow, that was hard because he's gone. He travels during the week sometimes. And then, I mean, the kids don't get home from the farmer's market until 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And we had very little family time. And so... Really kind of planning things out ahead of time with your partner to make sure this is going to work for both of you. Um, it's really important that you're on the same page um, because when one person isn't happy, no one is, right, in yeah, relationship. Yeah, and that's really, really, really important. And then planning out your market. So, you know, you can grow all the great carrots you want, but if you don't have a market for those carrots, they're just going to be compost at the end of the season and that doesn't yield anything. Um, so planning your market at as your farm is growing is is crucial. And I think that can frequently be done with beginning farmers by starting slowly through friends and family. Mm-hmm. Saying like, I'm starting this business. Would you like to buy your vegetables from me or your protein from me or whatever it is? And then whatever your marketing plan is from there. But definitely having that market started. Identified. Identified and at least started. Before. Yeah, well, it's always better to have something sold before you grow it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's still leaving some room for... Uh, flexibility there. And the one thing I wanted to uh, 
plug in when you were talking about all the experiences and even even informal mentorships is to write things down because the great news is there are so many resources, particularly in the organic agriculture world now, that one can create their own curriculum, if you will. Do you know? And if you are applying for a farm loan, or particularly if you're applying for like an FSA loan and they want documentation on your experience, the other good news there is FSA in particular has really broadened the net as far as what farming education is. And it's not just a land-grant university degree. It is all this stuff. But it sounds a little almost dorky corporate after an internship or even a work share to get a letter from the farm saying what you did, you know, and what you learned or how the whole thing went. But, but having that on file, if you need it five years from now, will be huge. So things you went to or uh, field days or uh, organic university class at Moses, et cetera, just keep a log. You never know what yeah, you might like need. Yeah, like even a little scrapbook of yep. like, I visited this farm and that one thing, just writing down your notes when you get home of, of what you learn. I feel like you never go to another farm. I always, I've hosted probably 125 pasture walks <laughs> and I always learn something. And it might just be the way this person made a really cool latch on the barn door, like with horseshoes and that looks super cool and I want to have that latch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it might be, you know, just all the just amazing things you can learn from other people. So like writing down your take home message from that pasture walk. Because when you go back to think about it, sometimes you're like, oh, I knew there was something really cool there. I can't think of what it was. That's a really good point because I've tried to do that personally. Even like the Moses Conference is a great example because there's so much and you come home with so much and then all of a sudden it's April, right? And yeah. and you're busy. And if you're going to invest the time to do anything in the educational realm, a conference, a field day, read a book, whatever, is to have some takeaway. And it may be small. Like you said, a latch is great. And, and that's what it's fun too now with more phone access of things is recording your experiences on field days. And it's a easy way for me being a visual person to have a reminder of, oh, this is what this place looked like, or uh, this is how they set up this structure, or whatever it may be, uh, that you can easily have a reference on. Yeah. And then I think too, just like having your goals and, and setting your goals and writing your goals down and making sure you're following your goals. So one of the things when we first moved here, we were expanding the grazing and I was doing all this temporary fencing and hose. Oh, I look back at it and I'm like, wow, I should have built more permanent perimeter fence here too. <laughs> it saved me a lot of hours and, and probably a lot of money too. Um, and, and then also once we come up with those plans, there is funding to help with some things for beginning farmers, not everything, but finding out is there any cost share funding? Are there any loans? Are there, you know, what are the appropriate, what is the appropriate help you can get to make your project successful and making sure you keep the focus of your project because just because there might be cost share funding for a high tunnel if you want to do something else don't go ahead and build a high tunnel just because there's cost share it's got to be something that's appropriate for your overall farm plan that's a really good point because it is easy to lose track run after shiny objects or where there's some dollars behind it potentially Mm -hmm. and you raise some really good points too of cost share and loans because we always get that question, right? And understandably, I would ask that question from beginning farmers of, you know, what grants are there available? And there really aren't in the sense no. of free money because <laughs> we would shake that tree for you if we could. <laughs> but it but it makes sense too, particularly from a federal dollar level or state dollar level, right? It's everybody's tax dollars at work. And 
there needs to be investment from both sides. So don't be scared from a cost share and don't be scared of a particularly a low interest loan. There's needs perhaps to invest in your business that will reap benefits, but to think it through, like you said, and plan. And think it through and plan and come out with that financial plan. And then in the back of your mind, when you think, oh, you know, I'm going to quit my day job um, this year because, um, you know, maybe plan to keep that day job for three more years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do. Great. Thanks, Kristen. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.